انك لا تهدي من احببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum salam. Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. I'm here in Toronto, or Toronto, I should say. Subhanallah, and we're here with Coach Zabir. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing, Aki? Alhamdulillah, very well. How are you? Good morning, bro. Good morning. MashaAllah. Yeah. Very snowing morning. Yeah, it's starting to snow today, and you give me Canada's finest Tim Hortons, <laughs> mashaAllah. Jazakallah. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, I've been very well. How are you? Yeah, Alhamdulillah. How are you finding Toronto so far? It's amazing, bro. And uh, I just want to thank you for all your help and support, you know, helping me organize some of the lectures and make it easy for me. Alhamdulillah. Some, some, uh, some spills, some spoilers on the way, right? Yeah. Subhanallah. It's, alhamdulillah. it's really good, alhamdulillah. So, yeah, I just want to introduce people to you um, because, mashallah, you know, you're very active in Dawah and especially new Muslim support, mashallah. And you're known as Coach Zabir. You, you know, you, you uh, coach Muslims as well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself, because you, you you don't work for a particular organization. You work with many organizations like myself, Abu Herrera, uh, in Toronto, Ayera, Islamwise, and uh, we've really, especially at Islamwise in, mm. in the UK, you know, we've really appreciated your support with the new Muslim support. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. So yeah, I think I mean my approach has been like more of like uh, mission oriented, right? So figuring out, you know, what's happening, like what's the goal, right, mm. and what's missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, where my interest lies, like where, what are the areas that I think I can deliver value in, and then essentially aligning with people and organizations to make it happen, right? So, because mm-hmm. so I think we have a lot of different organizations, and the focus of organizations also change from year to year, month mm-hmm. to month, quarter to quarter, what have you. So just figuring out, okay, you know what, I want to focus on this thing for this year or the next two three years, and then seeing who else is doing that and how we can collaborate, right? So I think yeah. that's something that we, you can get a lot of uh, value. Uh, mm. for, for that right I mean so my day job is into cybersecurity okay, right okay. so over there you have a threat right you're seeing that okay how do we basically uh, take care of these cyber criminals right mm. and uh, last five years or six years there's been a lot of uh, dialogue on how different corporations can collaborate because the end goal is to protect the client or the customer mm. or the organization or government whatever right so if you don't collaborate and you're just like in your silos then you're kind of hurting the DAO. Mm. So I think, you know, even the commercial people, they're getting that, right? And I think we need to get more and more of that. So there will always be like differences in what now, but you can find this sort of common ground and align values and common mission. So that's mm. kind of like the approach I take to basically uh, escalate and scale the DAO, inshallah. MashaAllah. So how did you get involved in DAO and okay. supporting the new Muslims? I'm sure you've got many yeah, interesting yeah. stories. So, I mean, my personal journey, like, you know, I started with uh, when I started learning about Islam seriously and, you know, learning the Arabic language and so on and so forth. Uh, one thing that I found really, really beneficial and transforming was basically the ability to understand Quran. And that's what I started with my public work is basically uh, helping people, you know, connect the Arabic to English or whatever language they're you know working on. So that's something I started with. We were calling it Understanding Quran or Tadabur Quran. You know, you have several programs around mm-hmm. that, like Al-Huda being one of the major uh, one that I have seen influence a lot of people. So I started teaching that locally. I still do that. I, I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did with IOU as well. We recorded some uh, uh, courses on that. So that was my first attempt at public dawah. MashaAllah. And uh, so obviously when you do that, then you're like, wow, this is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is so life-changing and you want to share it with people. And uh, I was working with IBM back then, and we started talking to our colleagues and, you know, sharing the message of Islam with them. And uh, 
And then obviously I think uh, somehow I also came across IRA, saw your videos and whatnot, and then seeing, okay, this is how people are talking and giving DAO. Mm. So when I started doing that, I realized that this is very powerful because um, at that time, I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, you're giving it to other people, but you mm. also felt uh, spirituality in it. Mm. So it depends like the way so you're doing it. So it's kind of for yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. You benefit yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say, like, it was more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Islam itself, right? So the actual message of the deen versus the debate, right? So there's two different elements where so we mm. can talk about it. But like when you're talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're bringing in Quran, so it kind of becomes your own uh, Iman boost as well, right? Mm. And then you see that sometimes you see, oh, you know, people would rebuttal you or make an argument and you're like, subhanahu wa Quran is saying that they say this, you know, and then tell them. So you mm. see that sort of alignment, right? So that was really uh, beautiful. And yeah, I mean, alhamdulillah, you know, you, you kind of saw, okay, this is how it works. You talk to mm. a whole bunch of different people. We started going for a street dawah and you can get shahadas and all that stuff, all nine years. But then I started observing the behind the scenes things, right? It's stuff that's not out in the public eye. And that was, we would go for dawah and then we would get people's number. And uh, then we'll call them the next day and like, they say, yeah, I'm busy or they wouldn't pick up your phone and... I'm like, okay, so where is this going? Like, what am I investing my time in, right? So then you know, I... Th this, this is a huge issue, yeah. subhanAllah. I see this all over the world. True, yeah. You know, you know these quick shahadas, if you like, yeah. people accept Islam. You know, they say the mm. shahada. Yeah. Whether they accept Islam, Allah knows best. But True. we see many people who actually say the shahada. You know, and what level of... Islam that is, you know, we don't know. A lot of right. the time people don't go on to pray, they don't go on to take it any further than that. And there, there, is, a, there, is, there is a lack of support yeah. for new Muslims, but at the same time also with the new Muslims, uh, not all of them are actually fully convinced and, and actually they've actually embraced Islam yeah. fully. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. So that's, that's the exact thing. So and then I started talking to other du'as, I'm like, What's your experience been like, right? What do you do when people mm. take shahada with you? And uh, sadly, I realized that not many people even make the calls. They're like, mm. yeah, we just give them the card to the masjid and so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay. So mm. then that's when I realized that, look, I mean, and that's one of the things I also try to find that, okay, where is there is a gap? Let me, you know, try to make mm. some changes there. Um, so I stopped doing the street dawah uh, and then I started focusing on understanding what's happening in the new Muslim space. Right. And then, I mean, we would still do that because, I mean, with Abu Huraira Center, like we, we get a lot of people just coming in mm. uh, by their own selves or, you know, some a friend bringing them in. Alhamdulillah, we get a lot of people. And that's another venue. I think that's more, yeah. more authentic. Yes. When, when somebody comes to the masjid themselves, makes that step themselves, mm -hmm. or they, they've done some investigation and some research beforehand. Right. You know, you, you see these people yeah. much stronger. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think that's a huge opportunity out there. Uh, for that and also I think the second thing is instead of us I'm not saying that it should be completely abandoned I think one of the benefit of a street dawa is that it helps you train people right mm. so if you have a you know new batch of students or what have you that you want to train them one of the easiest ways is to take them on the street they don't know those people you know you can fool around even if you get rejected it's fine right mm. but eventually I think um, what really is beneficial is to start talking uh, to the people around you 
because mm. you these are the people that you see day in and day out yeah. and if you can do it properly and have a you know an expectation around it that you're not talking about it all the time but you are vocal about who you are and you 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 have shared the message of islam mm. with them and then you can have like you know gradual chats over coffee what have you once yeah. a week once a month whatever because yeah. then that could be a gradual development just being, just being conscious that you you're, you're trying to convey yeah. the message to the people around you and and even muslims as well yeah. you know people who are not maybe they're not practicing you know being that good example yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we'll we'll come to that when I when I want to talk to you about new Muslim because that's another opportunity. But if you just want to like let's say wrap up on this uh, the Dawah front, mm. I think. Um, so yeah, I think some of the things that we could really do better at is like you know work focusing on people that are around us in our own networks, mm. right? And you see that business people. So for example, in my building, there's a concierge, right? And then mm. there's a guy. So I had my eye on it, like you know, was building rapport and what I'm like. Okay, I'm, one day I'm gonna you know sit down with him and have a chat about religion, right? Yeah. And so before I even do that, look at what he does. Like, yeah, it's very, you know what, this is just my night job. Daytime, I'm actually, uh, you know, uh, I deal with investments. So here's my card. If you're looking for any investments, let's have a chat, right? Yeah. So you can think like how people think when they have an actual product yeah. and business line, yeah. right? And how they are planning towards it. Yeah. And sometimes how we are shy to even share the message of Islam, yeah. right? So, so I think, yeah. So anyways, when I started seeing the sort of gaps and uh, then I said, okay, what's happening in the new, new Muslim space, right? So you have people that you find on the street. Mm. That's one stream. Uh, then you have people that come in because of marriage, right? Mm. That's another big yeah. opportunity. A lot of people, especially mm. massages. So if imams can take a note of those people and then pass on to their new mm. Muslim team, I think that's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Um, then you have third stream, which you were mentioning earlier, is that like, you know, uh, many Muslims are just like namesake Muslims as well, right? Yeah. And what what is happening is, you know, as Allah Subhanahu says, mm. right? And then uh, the, the the true happiness and content is only found in the, in the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And you know, if you don't have that, you will have a you know a, a constricted life. So many youth and people are facing that. So what happens is they come to the masjid, and you can see those new faces. Right and mm. in Ramadan or outside of Ramadan, so they can actually be developed just like a new Muslim. So you just treat them exactly the same as a yeah. I mean, in, in that sense, of right? Course yeah. they have some background. Exactly. So they have the benefit there is that they may know the Fatiha, they may know some Arabic, and they may have family uh, that that may know about those things. But I'm saying that you know that's another venue as mm. we're saying that you know you could have that sort of dawah that that's happening for those people as well, right? Yeah. So how where did Coach Zabir come from? Okay. How how is this intertwined with your dawa, your new Muslim support? Yeah. Okay, great. So so when as I was uh, I would say like two years ago, what have you, right? So what I realized is that okay, so we have this gap, and then we have these you know Muslims that are basically finding that sort of like you know distance uh, uh, from. Um, from Islam, right? From practicing Islam, so they may get inspired from a conference or lecture, or what have you, but then they don't know what to do next, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think. Over there, and some of my other readings, and then you know, people calling all the different titles, Sheikh and Ustad, and this and that. Yeah. So I just like picked this up. I think somehow between different dialogues, it came up, right? Yeah. And uh, I think another reason it came up was me helping with Abu Hurairah Center. One of the requests that we get is like, a lot of people, you know, want to come to the masjid to, mm. to have a problem solved, mm. right? So whether it be marriage counseling, uh, or whether it be like, you know, parents saying, oh, my, you know, my child is messed up mm. or they don't know where they're going in life and whatnot. So that's something I got really involved with because that's something that really burdens the imam, right? It's a huge yeah. load of thing that comes in. So I built some program and some structure and, and deployed it at Abu Huraira. 
So how can we start tackling those requests? Because mm. people would just like send you an email or give you a call like, yeah, this is a problem. Like, mm. Right? So it's just like a huge amount of burden on the imam. So we said, okay, how do we then start tackling that problem? So over there, one of the things that we st started saying is that, look, this is not a passive thing, mm. right? So um, you kind of started changing the narrative that we're going to be acting as a coach, if you will, mm. and we'll be taking a look at the problem or the, or the issue at hand, mm. and we want to have a plan on how you can actually go about and change that which means that you are the one who is going to be taking the action mm. and we are just making basically sounding board, you know, suggestions, mm. ideas and holding you accountable and so and giving you like a way to change uh, your, your, your life basically. Inshallah. So that's the, the narrative that, okay, mm. not, it's not a preacher, it's not that, but yeah. it's like, okay, we are agreeing on a goal and then making, you, you know, help going to towards get through it. Them, them issues, mashallah. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. SubhanAllah, so what, what advice would you give to, you know, people who are, starting up in dawah mm -hmm. you know people you know we have a lot of um uh, youth that yeah. are really you know uh, they've got a lot of energy they want yeah. to do something for allah what advice would you give these these people who are just starting their journey of dawah right so i, I think yeah so even before, so what i typically my current approach is that um when, when you see people a lot of time people what what are people doing in their lives Right? Mm. So I think that's, that's a very important question. What are you doing with your life? Right? And uh, a lot of time people would be just like wasting their lives. Right? I mean, they would mm. have some sort of productivity and they would be like watching sports or just talking about other people mm. and not doing much. Yeah. Right? So part of that reason comes in is because you may have low expectations from yourself. You may mm. think, oh, you know what? I'm not able to do much or whatever. Mm. What am I good for? And that's part of that whole coaching paradigm that look, look, you know, you are, first of all, value your life, mm. realize what you're able to do, right? Yeah. So I think, so my approach is that I'm not going and say, oh, everybody should get into dawa or this type of dawa. My first message is to, you know, value your life, right? And then mm. see what you can do, yeah. right? Is there something that is productive and that excites you today? Mm. So find that thing that, okay, look, I'm excited. And then some people, oh, I don't know what I, well, you don't have to be married to that project for the rest of your life. Yeah. Just figure out something that's exciting for you for the next two or three years, let's say, yeah. right? And that will, you know, help you get up early, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you want to get on your feet, you want to do, and you want to produce something. So find mm. that interest, right? Now, how do you find that is basically being exposed to things, right? Mm. Not just sitting at home and watching YouTube or Netflix or what mm. have you, but, you know, podcasts, I think, are a great example because mm. one of the reasons you can actually talk, uh, hear about a lot of different people, their journeys, what mm. they're doing, and so on and so forth. You know, Muslim space, non-Muslim space. So you can learn about different things that are mm. happening and you find your passion. So if your passion happens to be da'wah, and then, you know, uh, keeping, keeping it objective, right? Because regardless of what you choose, there could be uh, different things that can drag you down. You could have a lot of different blind spots and then you just like be dragged down and you're not being productive, right? So even within the da'wah, you know, a lot of people get into da'wah and then um, if, the, if the objective is not clear, if they don't have a senior mentor or senior da'i, they can make the mistakes that other people have made, right? And mm. some of those mistakes are just like debating for no reason. So finding a mentor, someone who, who can... With more experience and exactly, knowledge. Exactly, yeah. So, and then, uh, so, so who can help you see your progress, mm. right? So what, what is my object? So I see, for example, people, you know, they say, oh yeah, I'm into Dawa. And what do you do? Well, I just keep watching YouTube, mm. right? And I keep watching these debates and I keep mm. watching like, you know, um, uh, what's that place in the UK? Uh, Hyde Park. Hyde Park, right? Mm. Okay, well, so mm. 
what's objective? Like you've been doing that for two years, three years. Mm. Have you even conveyed the message to yeah. your buddy in a school? Yeah. It, a lot of the, it, sometimes it becomes Tao attainment. Yeah, not exactly. From the, not from the time of, not from the perspective of, of the, the Dai, but from the perspective of, of the consumer, the one who's, who's watching the content. Right. It's just some passive information. You know, it's entertaining. Exactly. Where they're not actually learning and benefiting. They're not internalizing and understanding the arguments and the, you know, so uh, you know, what, what do you think about like a structured, uh, you know, uh, course, something that can actually help them with the basics of Islam? You know, I think this is really important for right. you know Muslims as well as people, especially people who are going to convey the message. Exactly. Yeah. So I think so from that angle, right? So once now we like say people like yourself, we're seeing that okay, Muslim youth have interest in this, right? So mm -hmm. you want to now capitalize on that interest, right? So. If, if we give them something structured, right, so there are a lot of, I mean, some of the new Muslim mentors that I've worked with, mm. they came in because they were attracted to the new Muslim dawah, mm. right? But as a, as a, you know, manager or someone who's running that team, now you can actually take that opportunity to develop those volunteers, mm. right? So they may not realize that. Alhamdulillah, I mean, I've seen like, you know, some people coming in, some coaches coming in, mm. and over the years, I mean, I do like, you know, I, I hope that, you know, their own development counts something between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Because now they're asking the question, they're coming to the mm -hmm. durus, they're, you know, looking at yeah. things. So so we can definitely take that as an, so the attraction is, as you said, a dawah attainment, yeah. right? But now how do we capitalize on that yeah. by giving them this sort of structured studies where, you know, many people may not even know the basics of the deen or they yeah. may not be, you know, on top with their mm. own practice. You know, and this is something I've found as well, you know, as you, as you know, I've got a dawah course, yeah. a very basic dawah course. Yeah. It's not for, it's, it's not aimed at people who are full-time duats, but yeah. aimed at the average Muslim, you know, like you were saying, how can you give dawah to the people around you, your yeah. own family, your people at work, your colleagues, etc. So it's kind of getting every Muslim uh, you know, enough knowledge to be able to convey the message. And what I found is so many of the Muslims, they don't know, I wouldn't say they don't know the basics, but they don't know how to articulate the basics. Right. And I would even go as far as to say a lot of them don't know the basics mm -hmm. as well. You know, it's so important that they get this basic training and knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%, right? So I think this is super important, right? So, mm. and as you said, I, like, you know, actually understanding the argument and mm. internalizing yeah. it, right? Not just like being uh, a parrot, like, okay, mm. I'm just repeating the argument, but yeah. understanding why is the other person even yeah. asking that question? You yeah. know, what's behind that? And then yeah. being able to kind of, you know, change that sort of narrative, right? I mean, mm. one key thing, like, you know, uh, if you ask people, like, how many people even understand uh, what this life is about? Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you if your perspective is like, hey, you know what, I'm just here to chill and, you know, uh, at, a, at a resort, at a vacation, God is just supposed to take care of me. There should be no pain and whatnot. And that that's where all a lot of these questions are coming from. Yeah. Right. That, OK, why is there yeah. pain and whatnot? But because if, if you ask like a Muslim as well, like what is what's going on? Like, why are we here? What's this mm. world about? Right. And. You know, if you may say, okay, I'm just here to worship or like, you know, mm. right, and that high that, and that, okay, Allah is not creating anybody but for his worship. But what does that mean, right? And then, and being able to, you know, narrate it to people, right? So, I mean, for example, I would say that, look, you know, if you are coming to me as a guest, right, mm. I have different expectations, mm. right? So right now as a podcast guest, I have mm. a different expectation of how you would treat me, right? Yeah. But yeah. if you're meeting in the gym mm. or if a training ground, right, and then I wouldn't be expecting to be comfortable, mm. Right. If I am trusting you with, you know, developing me and testing me or even in university, what have you, you are supposed to test me and put me in different situations. And when you challenge me and not 
here to hate you or thinking that you're incapable of it, but because that challenge is designed to bring the best out of me and, mm. to re and to help me understand my shortcomings and how I can overcome those, right? Mm. So if you see this world, for example, from that angle, the whole paradigm changes, right? Mm. What makes you feel, uh, what helps you feel happy or content is different than... You know, I want to ask you, you know, you, you, you do have a career and how do you manage your work life, your family life, and your dawah life all yeah. at the same time. Because especially working with new Muslims, mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy. Right. It's, it, you know, you're basically on call 24-7, right? You know, you never know when, when someone's going to call you and they need yeah. help. They've just been chucked out of their house or whatever it may be. Right. How do you deal with, how do you manage? Yeah, so uh, that's not, I, I don't manage well. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. Right. Um, you could do certain things like certain certain techniques that have, of, you know, to, to help you do things. Right. So for example, you know, isolating times and, you know, blocks of time, you know, having different fonts for different things, you know, changing your notification and stuff like that. Um, mm. And then also stepping back and thinking about, you know, because I think a lot of time what happens is that, OK, if you're just doing the work. So I think there's two, two important things here. Right. Uh, one is sometimes people are just doing the work. And they don't get the time to step back and see, okay, how I can skill, mm. right? How can I start now training other people so we can distribute that, right? And that itself is an art to basically be able to see that and, you know, create products or services uh, mm. or manuals that can be used by other people. So that's one thing. And that requires, you know, okay, taking time off from actual work on the ground and then being able to talk to other people and, and mm. train them. Uh, the other extreme of that is sometimes people just become trainers mm. And uh, they're so distanced from the actual reality. So, I mean, you could see that for them, sometimes I would, I would see a training approach and I'm like, okay, well, are people really asking these questions, mm. right? Or are you just yeah. creating this training so that you have a next training? Yeah. Right? What is the actual problem that's happening on the yeah. ground, right? So this is something really important to, to as, especially as, you know, people who are leading the organizations or us, to really understand that, look, it's not about, you know, us creating flashy products and flashy training is like, okay, what is the problem and what actually is, is the gap? And sometimes mm. the solution can be boring, mm. right? Yeah. And this is something we, we talk about, like in, in, for example, in cybersecurity, right? That look, I mean, as researchers or whatever, we like to talk about like, you know, flashy stuff, right? Okay, you know what, your phone got hacked and this and that and this, you know, FaceTime bug and whatever. These are cool things. But these are not things that are going to be affecting the average user, right? Yeah. The things that affects are like boring stuff, like, you know, have a, you know, two-factor authentication. Don't use your password, right? So yeah. these are boring stuff, yeah. but that's the really important stuff, right? And that's where it kind of comes into the new Muslim dawah that a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm interested in this argumentative yeah. dawah. Mm. Person takes shahada yeah. and I'm like happy well, it, and it, give up. And it's not the reality on the ground. Yeah. Most people you're speaking to giving dawah, <laughs> yeah. they're not they in don't. a debate. They, they're, they're always, they want to listen, they want to learn. Right. Or they don't want to learn. You know, they, 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 this is one thing why, I think Hyde Park has a lot of mm -hmm. good things, by the yeah. way. I think there is a, there is a benefit, Absolutely. Uh, especially more recently, the past mm -hmm. few years. Um, but uh, one of the downfalls of, of YouTube and online dawah and, and Hyde Park is it gives people the wrong impression of dawah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people actually get put off dawah. Yeah. Number one, they think, well, I'm not qualified to give dawah because I can't argue like uh, Muhammad Hijab yeah. or Hamza Zotsis or whoever is in Hyde Park. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not qualified to do dawah. And in reality, you know, this is only in Hyde Park. Yeah. Hyde Park has the, the worst of the worst or the, the most difficult uh, people to deal with, if you like. Right. 
you know, and, and, and the reality on the ground on the everyday people you're speaking to on the street, they're not going to be like exactly. that. Yeah. So it actually puts a lot of people off Dawah. Yeah. And also it gives people the impression that Dawah is actually being taken care of. Yeah. But when in reality there's very little Dawah. Exactly. Yeah, that's you pretty know, important. Yeah. You know, there's not actually that much Dawah in the whole world. Right. To be quite honest with you, we, 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 we could probably connect with most Dais throughout mm. the world yeah. through two more two contacts. Right, yeah. You know, like th there's very little Dawah. I mean, UK, Canada, America are seen as some of the, mm. where the, the most Dawah is taking place, really. Right. And in reality, it's not that much. True. There's so much more is needed. Yeah. And we need people to get involved in Dawah. And I think one of the best ways forward is, like you said, taking care of your own household, your own surroundings, your colleagues at work. If everyone can, can play a part Absolutely. and do that, right? I think that would be a really big help. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, so on that point, like, I would like to you know, extract three, three important things mm. out of there, right? So number one, in terms of complexity, right? Mm. So as you said, like, Dawa can be really simple, mm. right? So there are many people, if you, okay, if I just ask you, okay, I'm going to be like, quiet, you tell me what's your message, right? You mm. preach me, for example, yeah. right? So even if you just get your basic message, right? So like a, just a basic message that, look, if somebody asks, I can explain what Islam is, how Islam benefits yeah. you and today, and how it benefits you after that. In death. a few minutes, right. five minutes. So yeah, five minutes, ten minutes. If yeah. you can do that, right? If you yeah. have some, and then that does not, like you just spend a few hours and you can have that picture, right? Mm. And you just go and you start sharing this thing. Look, bro, mm. I have this message. I want to share it with you, mm. right? And then I just want you to leave, leave you with that. I'm not going to argue on that. Yeah. Right, and if you want more, more information, I can connect you with people who can give you more information. If if yeah. we just able to do that, I think you know we can have like huge results. And I've mm. seen that as many people who actually become Muslim and stick to Islam, they didn't they didn't come with a lot of debates, right? I mean, mm. I have a lot of live dialogue that you know from what happens at Abu Huraira. Mm. Sometimes I record it, the person allows, mm. and you can see like how the dialogue goes, Very right? Simple. You don't need any sort especially of especially you know, sincere no. people, yeah, people who are actually. Sincere and want to learn about Islam, they're not arguing. Yeah. They're not. They're not trying to disprove everything. Yeah. So from from those three things, number one is Dawah can be really simple. Mm. You can learn it like regardless of what your level is, mm. and then you can put that message right. Then mm. people ask me, okay, how do you know Islam is true, right? Mm. So you know the fitra fitra example. I, I mean, this is something I use and I find it very powerful. Like you know, that's phone, right? Mm. So if I put the wrong finger, it does not unlock, mm. right? But if I put the right finger, it does unlock. Mm. Did it? Yeah, so the point is that it has this so fingerprint. I think you've been hacked, bro. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so this fingerprint scanner that it has, right? Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this, uh, you know, fitra or this yeah. uh, operating system, BIOS or whatever mm. you want to call it, that can actually detect. So if I say, you know what? Mm. Yeah, there's a God who actually killed his mm. son and now you do whatever. Mm. And Or if I say, okay, you know what? There's no afterlife. Yeah. It would not resonate with yeah. your heart. Yeah. It would not resonate with your heart. So if mm. you give this a simple message and you mm. say, okay, this is what Islam is. Mm. And one the of the... connects with it. Yeah. yeah. And then, so one of the very... We were thinking, talking about it last night, right? I mean, is there any book that even claims that I'm from God? Yeah. Only the Quran, yeah. Right? I mean, like, yeah. like they don't... There's no book that actually even claims yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's so many yeah. basic things that are so strong mm. about Islam and mm. then you just pass on that message, right? So that's first, but it's like, the, the Dawah is simple. Now, on the contrary, on the opposite extreme, I mean, because again, you have extreme for everything, right? So the other extreme is that people uh, expose themselves to a lot of fitna, right? And then they start doubting Islam themselves, mm. right? So subhanAllah, I mean, may Allah protect us all, bro. I mean, like yeah. the, the, um, 
the DAO that affected me and I started taking religion seriously was put on a platform, right? It was a, on a YouTube channel. Back then, YouTube was not as, as popular. There was a website. And from there, I saw Dr. Bilal Phillips' lecture, and that was like really yeah. thought-provoking to me. And uh, the person who actually used to run that pro website is an atheist now. Oh, yeah. On the web, yeah? Yeah. So, so you, you, that, that, that really hit me because it was so mm -hmm. close to home, right? That yeah. you don't know how, what state you will die, right? Yeah. So the, the reason I was saying this is, you know, the Prophet told us about the Dajjal, right? When the Dajjal come, you don't go, okay, yeah, let me debate with the Dajjal or fight mm -hmm. with the Dajjal. You run away, yeah, right? Yeah. So you need to also realize that, look, this is my level, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I'm going to approach mm -hmm. people with this level and, you know, anybody who's more sophisticated than this, if I don't have the time, and I don't have to have the time, I have other things going on, you know, I'll just like mm -hmm. leave that person and move on to the next person, right? Yeah. I don't need to go and put my in a situation yeah. where I haven't studied yeah. and, and, know, and the, the point is that you're, you're accountable just to give the basic message yeah, of Islam exactly that's all you have to right. do that's your job you know you're not there to convince them to the very end and go through every argument and every, right. you know just understand give them the basic message your job's done yeah if you can do more than that great you know if you can do more studies and you know more that's great if you don't pass them on to someone exactly. else exactly yeah because that can actually damage you yeah right and then you have to protect yourself first mm -hmm. right and then the other thing that can damage you and that kind of goes into our own development our own therbia is what i also realized um another thing that damage so obviously you have this thing right you can confuse yourself you can damage yourself and you know the whole uh fame and wealth and you know show mm -hmm. all that sort of can affect your sincerity that's a very well-known thing the the third thing that is very subtle is if you're only hanging out with non-muslims and new muslims it can actually affect you as well right mm. because now your bar drops right mm. so for example you know let's say you're coming in and you are hanging out with you know du'as and tulab and they're studying and they're memorizing quran mm. and they do their nawafil and so on and so forth sunnah prayers and you were you had your bar high, right? And then you were like, okay, I'm aiming for that, and I'm trying to fast my nintas, whatever, right? Now, when you're only hanging out with non-Muslims or new Muslims, very, very fresh, their bar is very low, mm. right? So you can get start getting exposed to a lot of sins and yeah. talks that can desensitize you towards yeah. other sins. So if you're not balancing your own company with people that you can look up to. Mm. You know, you're, 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 again, you can be suffering. And, and that was the main thing, right? You know, you could be the great day, but how you're going to be ending up is not, you know, it's not certain. So those mm -hmm. were the things I would say, okay, that was simple. You can make it simple and don't hurt yourself, like protect mm -hmm. yourself first, right? Yeah. And then I guess, I mean, we could potentially go into the, the after, the after Shahada part into that, right? Yeah. And oh, then. Yeah. How, what, what, what would you do? What do you, yeah. what's your process? Yeah. So that? I think, first of all, we have to understand that mm -hmm. a lot of people think after Shahada is support. Mm. right and that was another reason i started using the word coaching mm. right well it's not about support right mm. the major challenge with new muslims is not that they have financial or social or economical challenges mm. right the major challenge as you said in the beginning is they're not convinced mm. right or i mean even if they're convinced even if they're convinced mm. it's it's a it's a it's an intellectual conviction yeah, yeah, it's not in their heart. It's true. Yeah. 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 So I mean, for example, like how many people are convinced that look, you know what, this food is not good for me. I need yeah. to change my diet. Yeah. Many people, I myself, am convinced that okay, I need to change my diet. Right? Mm. Am I doing it? Yeah. Right. So that's the whole point. Like, how do you take it from that intellectual conviction mm. to uh, to a plan to a follow up? So my and one of the things I said. Yeah. Well. So I said like it's a new Muslim dawa. Mm. So you have to continue the dawa mm. after the shahada. Right. So when you start thinking about because oh, and people say, oh, yeah, I want to help new Muslims. Right. Their understanding is I'm going to teach them Salah tomorrow. Mm. They don't want to learn Salah. Mm. 
Mm. Like, do you think someone who is super fresh and then you're going to give them to, to say mm. something in the new language, they will have a lot of resistance to that. Yeah. So you have to basically... Especially in the West, when you, you, you Islam is not forced. Exactly, you yeah. You have to convince them. And, and, and there's so much distractions, mm. right? We are, mm. Overall, like, you know, one of my teachers says that, look, you know what? In Canada, life is easy. Yeah. Yeah, compared to US or compared mm. to UK or what have you. Overall, life is easy. People have some sort of funding, this and that. So, you know everybody's comfortable right there's no pain and sometimes you need that sort of pain to drive you to take actions as well mm -hmm. so uh, how do you take so first of all our, our approach needs to change we need to understand what is happening in the new muslim space right and then the first key thing is bro like you know the person is taking the shahad that is intellectual conviction but you have to build on that dawah mm -hmm. right so that's very important that means that you know teaching salah to him may not be the point yet you may just have to strengthen the dawah. Mm. And this was a hard thing for me to realize as well. Mm. Right? Just to keep, keep, try to keep him coming to you, coming to the masjid, exactly. to, for the help. So yeah. anything, right? So so, so what I, well, so now when, when it comes to that point, right? So I think, again, as you may have noticed, I try to break down things to keep them simple, what have mm. you. So first thing is the da'i who is giving the dawah. Because that's the first point, right? First interception that you have. Mm. So if I am giving you shahada and I'm like, yeah, bro, your sins are forgiven and you're going to Jannah, I got to first of all do my job properly, mm. right? I want to make sure that you understand what has just happened now, right? So I would say like, the, for example, the example I like to use, I'm like, okay, look, bro, I've, you know, Niagara Falls here, right? Mm. Or any resort, I've, I've given you like a direction that mm. you can now, you have this free pass. If you drive there, you can have this amazing life. Mm. But the condition is not just because you know the direction on your phone and you have a pass to that resort, you actually have to drive there. Mm. Right now, if you're gonna be taking 15 minutes drive and then stopping at Tim Hortons, then at McDonald's, then at D Spot, and then you would not never reach your destination. Mm. So now, for example, if you if you realize who Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is mm. and how to get to the Jannah, you actually have to put in effort and basically aligning your desires to what Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala wants. Mm. So the Dai himself giving that sort of responsibility. Mm on the person who has accepted this love. Giving the correct da'wah in yeah. the first place. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that, that's the first contact, right? And many times Submission. you don't know which contact would be your last contact, Yeah. right? So you always want to have that sort of balance. Yeah. And after that, I try to distribute things into, into three three areas. And you, know, you have a chat with them and like, look, now you have done that, like, these are some of the things that can make it easy for you, right? So I make it into three, three, uh, three parts. So number one is you need to motivate yourself to worship Allah. Mm. How can you do that? Right? So you have a chat mm. with the person. Like, how are you going to have that? How, how can you motivate yourself? Mm. So you need to have either, you know, certain things on your phone that you can read or watch or listen to because most people won't talk to you about God. Mm. Right? So as a non-Muslim, you're becoming Muslim, you're going by your date, you may not even encounter any chat about God, right? Mm. And if you're only listening about, let's say, you know, money, that's all you're going to be thinking about or, you mm. know, power or sports whatever so how can you motivate yourself right and sometimes it could be this content sometimes it could be coming to the masjid coming to a class having friends that talk about this whatever so figuring out a way that would motivate that individual and everybody will be different right yeah. at the very least you and i let's have a meeting once a week mm. in person if you can't do it in person let's get on a video call mm. and the, these are stuff i've implemented and you know you, you can see examples on that on my channel so it's, it's doable, right? And that's something I'm focusing mm. on because you now for it to scale, you need more people to be doing the same thing. So that's motivation. Mm. The second thing is uh, the technical stuff. So what do you need to be able to pray? Mm. How do you pray, right? <coughs> so that technical component, I would 
tailor it depending on the person. Mm. Some people are fast, some people are slow. Mm. You know, if the person is not ready, you know, and we are having a weekly follow-up or whatever, maybe the technical component would be very less. Mm. And then the third thing is, you know, the accountability. Okay, what is your plan? What can you commit to me today? Mm. Can you uh, commit to one prayer a day? And we're not changing the religion, but we have to be realistic. Yeah. People don't pray five times a day, right? Yeah. Okay, can you commit to one prayer a day? Mm. Or can you come and we'll pray one prayer together? Mm. Or even if not, okay, how about can you commit to uh, watching this video channel for like 10 minutes a day mm. and us having once a week meeting or you coming to a once a week, whatever. So if you take those three components and then you gradually basically increase on that. So that's kind of like how, mm. how I how I see it, right? But I mean, it's important because sometimes, bro, I mean, like when, when I've seen on a street dawah, right? So you would see a person say, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I, I became Muslim. And I took my shahada, right? And the da'i would walk away from him and go and have a chat with other person. So, <laughs> bro, you clearly see this guy's now practicing. He's intellectually convinced. Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's it's boring from that angle. I mean, yeah. there's no, you know, it's not there's no intellectual debate. But w if yeah. that's the goal to get everybody yeah, close to Allah, what are you going to do about that person? If you're yeah. not going to do it, who's going to do it, right? So so that's something uh, you know to think about. Like, how can we basically yeah. start tapping onto it? Mashallah, yeah. some very insightful points there. Yeah. Um, how to uh, uh, deal with new Muslims yeah. and actually get involved in dawah. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we? Uh, finish no i think this is, is this is about it like you yeah, know um, again just like you know first of all protect yourself you mm -hmm. know keep evaluating ourselves mm -hmm. like what we're doing with our time mm -hmm. where we're going um you know and if you are into dawa so think about like you know what's the goal of the dawa yeah. right are we just like leaving the people hanging yeah. or can we do something better right yeah. so i mean uh, in terms of trainings and stuff right now i know for example um islam wise uh, is doing a lot of push on online training and different things like that so it's something that people can actually benefit mm. from and, you know, have mm. these type of organization. I mean, again, if I, if I were to give you... You have quick, your own channel as well. Yes, so I have a channel. Mm. It's uh, under Coach Zubair. Mm. So over there you have playlists. I have an organized playlist in like, okay, mm. how do you present Islam? Actual live dialogue mm. with a non-Muslim, live dialogues with new Muslims and things like that. So idea was, okay, people can then actually see the content. Mm. Again, I'm not saying that this is super exciting, competitive mm. Stuff, yeah. but it's like okay, how can you have this sort of dialogue yeah. with people, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, like you know, when we use new products like Uber, Lyft, or you know, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Are, are you, are you, do you have shares in these things? I mean, you've mentioned a lot of products. No, the reason I was saying <laughs> a lot this, of product placement. No, no. <laughs> so I, I, we have a lot. We can yeah. learn a lot, right? Because yeah. look, I mean, you know, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, I mean, Allah right? Yeah. So you expect from Allah what they yeah. don't expect, yeah. right? So we should definitely be upping our game. So one of the things that they do is, as you can see that, is, you know, when you create a free account, account is free, mm. right? But then they follow up, they say, yeah, you know what, here's five free rides for you. Yeah. You know, check out Uber today. This mm. person saw your profile on LinkedIn. Because they are mm. now, what, what they call it as customer success teams. Mm. So they're saying, okay, you know, you are convinced, you are trying their product, mm. but they want to make sure that they can help you see that how can product change your life. Mm. So that mentality, we need to have that. Yeah. And that's a different mentality than support. Mm. Support is me saying, oh, you know what? Uh, Uber is not working and I call them. Mm. That's support, right? But that their customer success team is like, okay, how can they ensure mm. that I'm using their product? So they yeah. are reaching out to me. Yeah. And that the reason I'm saying this is that this is a difference in, you know, if we are focused on mm. convert success yeah. versus convert support. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So if you're focused on converse success, thinking, okay, what can I do to get mm. the person close to Islam, as opposed to taking it as a support call. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. bro. very insightful points. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank and, you for uh, me. Inshallah, maybe we can do another podcast Absolutely. in the future sometime when I come back to Toronto. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the UK again. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. So thanks for your help and. We'll join you next time. Join us next time for the Young Smirks. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Innaka la tahdeeman ahbabata walakinna allaha yahdeeman yashat. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.